Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. Hi, and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. Today, we're talking about another of the business uses of life insurance, which is executive bonus plans and why it can be the ideal golden handcuffs. Now, we're going to show you how to serve up the best benefits package that benefits you and your top talent the most and get really that true win-win situation. We're your hosts, Rachel Marshall and Bruce Weiner. Welcome, Bruce. Good morning, Rachel. You know, this is a very, in my opinion, is a very timely podcast even if it's only going to be, uh, you know, we're in uh, late June, even if it's only going to go out in four or five, six weeks, because as the United States has lower and lower uh, um, um, unemployment numbers, companies are struggling to not only find talent, but to keep talent because the talent knows that uh, they can leave and especially good talent can leave because people are just, they can't find good talent right now because everybody's employed. And so this is a way that companies can actually use um, a executive bonus plan um, using deferred compensation to actually what's referred to. And I hate this term because it's, you know, it's, it's called golden handcuffs, which, you know, golden sounds great and handcuffs sounds bad. So, that means it's great for one party and bad for one party. And the other way, it's great for one party and it's bad for a party in another way. So, but it is what it is. And, you know, hopefully it's a win, win, win situation, win for the employer, win for the employee, and then a win for the uh, company because the employee, the employer gets a good employee and the employee gets good compensation going uh, forward. So it's a win, win, win situation, hopefully if it's structured properly. Well, Bruce, I love that you brought it in that way and also um, shared a little bit of why we don't like using that term golden handcuffs, but what problem we're trying to solve. So let's just set the stage real quick here, um, which Bruce, you did really well with the lower unemployment. You as the employer, you want to attract and retain that top talent. Now, sometimes attracting the top talent requires having a great benefits package and certainly retaining them can also require a great benefits package. So how do you keep your best employees, keep them working with you for a long time? And maybe it's not just the the warm fuzzy that they get from working with you and and contributing at your company. Maybe it has a lot to do with how they're being paid and what those benefits are as well. So how do you do this best? So we want to find a way to incentivize by offering something of future value or these quality fringe benefits and really making something that's attractive to that person who is a really important key element of being in your business as an executive. So we're going to hopefully answer for you today, why would you use an executive bonus plan? What is it? How is life insurance involved with that? How can it be a win-win for both parties? And what are some things that you need to think about to make sure that it's the best benefit for you and the employee? So really today, we're going to help you set up that best benefits package that really helps you keep the best employees. If we look at the cash flow system, where does this fit? First, you have the foundation to be more efficient and keeping more of your money. Then you want to protect it. And thirdly, you want to get your money working for you and creating income so you can build time and money freedom. 
Well, the executive bonus plan is going to be part of stage two, where you're protecting the wealth that you've built by attracting and retaining your great employees so you can maintain your livelihood with your business. So Bruce, let's talk about what is deferred compensation and and what is an executive bonus plan and how do these work to solve that problem of providing a future benefit? Yeah, well, deferred, deferred compensation can be uh, either... Well, before I go any further, Rachel, I think we ought to have a disclaimer here that, you know, you need to, if you're going to do this, you need to actually talk to not only your attorney, but your accountant to make sure that you are setting these things up properly, because we're going to give you some ideas, but these ideas are vast Absolutely. and there, and there's a lot of different things. You're not going to learn everything you can possibly learn in the 20 minutes we're going to do this podcast, but deferred compensation is basically just what it says. You're taking compensation that you could be giving in this particular uh, calendar year, but you're telling a person, I'm going to defer this and I'm going to defer it into the future. And you just, you decide what the vesting schedule is in um, I, in the simplest sense of the world world. Uh, I work with a lot of uh, teachers and their deferred compensation is a 457 plan. I work with some federal government agencies and their uh, deferred compensation is a, f- a 457 plan because public school teachers are also government agencies. Mm-hmm. And a 457 plan, what a lot of people, even if the, even if they're contributing into the 457 plan, it's actually deferred comp. And the, 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 the difference is between that and deferred uh, deferred. Um, a 403B or 401K or IRA is that that money is um, actually accessible at any time when you separate from your business, not retire, but actually separate from your business at any age. The drawback for uh, to that is that you really don't own that money. It's deferred comp. They're actually saying you can have that money in the future, but only after you leave our company, and there can be some uh, other uh, vesting schedules on that. And, um, and Bruce, just to say something quick about that. So basically, the employer is saying, "Dear employee, who I love so much, I want to keep you for a very, very long time. I could pay you more today, but I'd rather pay you some of what I could pay you now in the future. And you need to stay with me in order to receive it." Correct, and it can be done. It can be done by the employer by just dumping some money in it, or it can actually be done by salary reduction arrangements, or even like uh, uh, if there's a, a bonus plan, they can put the bonus into the deferred comp. So there's a, the the pros of this is there's a vesting schedule. Uh, the cons of that there's no immediate tax deduction for the company, and and they have to whatever the whatever they say they're going to do. There's future liability to to pay. And oftentimes this is actually in like a, um, a regular mutual fund or annuity account. So you, you can't actually lose value for this. Mm-hmm. So that's deferred compensation. And that's how it solves a particular need of the employer to maintain a longer term working relationship with a great employee. Now, what is an executive bonus plan? How is it different? And, and what's great about it? Well, the executive bonus plan, when you look at it, it has immediate tax deductions for the business. So that's that's kind of a thing that a lot of um, businesses like. But the cons are that it has no control. You, know, you have no control over the bonus once it's paid in the form of a 
premium for a personally owned policy by the employee so the executive can leave the company uh, for other employment at any time with no loss of benefit because they've already received the bonus. So um, it's not as it's the golden handcuffs. We might call them silver handcuffs uh-huh. because um, it's not quite as good as gold. Heck, you might even call them iron handcuffs or something like that. Stainless steel <laughs> handcuffs. What you're trying to show the person is, yes, I am going to do this for you. And if you continue employment, you're going to get this other benefit. Um, and you do uh, use uh, permanent life insurance for this. But, you know, the, once again, the, the employee could leave at any time because they already own the, uh, the contract. So, so how does the life insurance work then? Basically, the business owner owns the life insurance or they buy the life insurance on the executive, then the, who has access to the cash value? Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, in this particular one, because the person, you can actually set the contract up anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. You can actually set the ownership up with the employee um, or the um, employer and, and uh, they can either, if it's with the employer, they can actually say, you can come to me if you want access to the uh, contract. Usually they don't set that up. They just say you have full access to it, but you definitely will have access to it. There's going to be a, uh, something in the contract that says, if you do um, leave the company, we will make you the owner. And, the, you can, and if, once you're owner, you can obviously change the beneficiary at that time. Uh, the, the benefits of the employer is there's immediate tax deduction. Um, they think it's an attractive benefit. Um, you can reward key employees. You can actually discriminate. And that's what's important. Mm-hmm. A lot of the tax deferral things, you cannot discriminate in a 401k plan. But you have to treat everyone equally. You have to treat everyone uh, the same. But with these um, executive bonus plans, you can actually discriminate and say, I only want to reward certain key employees. You don't. And um, finally, you don't need IRS approval. Uh, you just and you don't have to follow ERISA guidelines and ERISA guidelines are for qualified retirement plans like 401ks. The employee of uh, the policy ownership has policy ownership in most cases, uh, unless they change it for um, uh, under a certain contract. They have access to the cash value. Uh, the access to the cash value, once again, if it's done properly, can be in- income tax free. You can use it for college funding. They also have the life insurance benefit. Uh, at retirement, the executive can take tax free withdrawals from either loans for retirement or up to the cost basis uh, if the, if the po- policy is structured properly. And the amount is going to depend, you know, how much they can take out on the premiums paid, the age, the health, and also the habits of the particular employee at that time. Um, you do get tax deferred growth. Um, it's income, t- income tax free policy loans, which everybody loves. It has to, as long as the policy stays in force, because if the policy is, doesn't stay in force and it could possibly mech, then it just becomes tax deferred growth. But you have to pay taxes when you, it comes out. But we all know for through this podcast, the income a tax um, or it's the death benefit is income tax free. Mm-hmm. And it also provides a, a state liquidity. Um, rather than when you have money in a tax deferred account um, before 59 and a half, you could not necessarily, or age 55, if, if the third party documents are drawn up properly. 
So those are some of the benefits. So basically, in this case, a typical or a standard, uh, I think we probably like that word better than typical as we don't like the word typical right. on the show, but a, a standard executive bonus plan is simple and it's effective. It's a way to give a benefit to your executive where you can discriminate and just pick and choose who you want to provide this benefit to. And you can also provide different benefits amount, different benefit amounts to different people. Um, and then really basically what is happening is the employer is purchasing a life insurance policy on the employee. The employee is getting that ownership and control. The reward to the employer is you're getting an immediate tax deduction. But it doesn't really solve the issue of the golden handcuffs. As you were talking about, it's possibly iron or stainless steel handcuffs. And the reason is that it's not giving a reason for the the executive to stay long term in order to receive it. They're just getting the benefit immediately once it's paid out in the form of premium by the employee. Yeah, I think the employees, the employer a lot of times likes this because they get an immediate tax benefit. And they're not looking at a long run. They think, well, they think it's like a, a, a handcuff for the employee because they think all oh, the employees is going to, if I continue to do this the next year and the next year, they're going to stay around. Right. Um, but obviously, you know, the next employer could do the same thing. Right. So it's not quite as we're, um, and so there's some drawbacks. And I think the drawbacks uh, we have some. We have a way to solve for those drawbacks you're talking about. Yeah. So I guess basically what I was saying is, if you're trying to solve the problem of keeping your executive for a long time, how can the executive bonus plan be altered or have modifications made to it so that it does become the ideal golden handcuff? So Bruce, you want to talk yeah, about this that? is the one that um, I've actually done, been involved with, and this is what I would call true golden handcuffs. And you, it's actually you could add the employer control. Which with what's called a, a custodian executive uh, bonus, and this adds the employer control with restric restrictions on how the executive can actually have ownership rights to the policy. It, so you do the, need the. This is the vesting schedule, like the. You know, like, yeah, the vesting schedule, or when they would actually. Um, it's not just it's vesting. A lot of people think vesting is like when do I actually have complete control, but you can actually write into the contract where they can actually ask for some control. Uh -huh. In other words, they can say, can I have, after two years, could I have the ability to ask for you for a loan because my child's going to college at that time? And the employer can can say, well, yes, I, I, will, I will grant that to you where you can ask. It doesn't mean the employer will grant it, but they can ask it. Now, if you want to get in they can actually put in the contract where they can say, well, you can have partial access to the cash value after two years and the employer has to give access to that. There's all kinds of things that the employer can put in this particular contract. They can also say that I intend, I intend to put 40, 50, 60, $100,000 into this whole life insurance contract for the next five years, but I, I am going to put at least 50,000 in it or 20,000. And then as people have listened to this podcast, the way you can do that is by using a specially designed life insurance contract where you actually set the base up at 50% at or 60%. And then you fund the rest of it with LPUAs that are more flexible. A lot of employers like that because, you know, employ and businesses have good years, they have bad years. They tell the employee, hey, if you continue to help me have good years, 
I'll be able to fund the paid up additions rider within this, and you'll have more money into your deferred comp. So that in, that incents the employee to actually continue to work hard because they know they're going to get more deferred comp in it. But it also allows the employer to have a little bit uh, less risk along the way because mm-hmm. now if they don't have as good a year, they don't have to fund the entire contract. It's just more working. flexible. I like that you're it's talking about flexibility. flexible. And I, I like this one. And I recently working with a point of sale company who was, was trying to do this for their main, um, they wanted to also use this for key man insurance because um, this is another thing that's flexible uh, because the em- employer actually maintains ownership. They also maintain, it. they can they can say, well, at least 50% or they can say 40% or they can even say 100% if they want to until it vests that the actual death benefit goes to the company. Mm-hmm. If something were to happen to the uh, the employee, and so they were using it like that, but they were they were telling me, no, I, I don't. I want the flexibility of deferred comp because I don't have to fund that all the time because I'm basically using a a brokerage account. And I said, yes, but you also have risk there because it can actually go down, right? And you got you'd have to fund it in the future because you actually um, lost that now. The, the, the drawback on the employer having the control of this right away is they give up the immediate tax deduction. I really the love that you pointed that out. Yeah. Yeah. They do not get the immediate tax deduction. They only get the tax deduction once the vesting schedule, which is agreed upon um, by the employee, it, it actually happens. So let's just use a five years because that seems to be pretty common and Let's say after five years, then the employer gives the ownership of the um, the plan to the employee. At that time, it has been given. So now they get the actual uh, tax deduction and the employee has to actually take that as income. Now, that obviously pushes them up into most likely a tax situation that they have to pay the taxes that can be taken care of in a variety of ways. Once again, this is in the contract. The employee can then take a loan against the cash value and pay and use that to pay the taxes, or it can actually be in the vesting schedule that says the employer will, will look at the uh, employee's tax situation, the increase in taxes, and they will actually pay the employees taxes for them, or they can actually say, we will pay a portion of the taxes for you. So there, there's a lot of negotiation that can go on in, in, in these contracts. Which I think that if they, if the employer pays the tax portion as well, I believe that's called a double bonus as well. So yeah. the, the employer is paying the premium for the life insurance policy, as well as the tax. That means that the exec is not having to come out of pocket for that tax. And it was interesting, just as you're talking about the flexibility, I mean, just in terms of maybe you would want to use life insurance as an executive bonus, but maybe you would want to have um, the employer, you as the employer, maybe not provide full control or access to that cash value until the employer retires or is a reti- retirement age. So you can or satisfies a particular length of service. Maybe you want them to satisfy 15 years of service to your company and you would be able to work that into 
the schedule. So there is a lot of flexibility. And I know we're talking about the two, three, five-year timeframe, but it can certainly be longer as well. And the reason it's called a custodial executive bonus is that the employer is acting as a custodian of that life insurance policy, and they're the ones controlling it. So that is giving you back then as the employer, you're getting back the control, which then pushes out the benefit that the employee is receiving until the, excuse me, pushes the benefit that the employee is receiving out towards the future, but gives you a lot of flexibility. So this is how you can use the executive bonus in a a way that you're structuring it specifically to achieve both benefits. You're getting that deferred compensation to the employee, and you're also providing the tax benefits to yourself, and you're in a position of a lot of control. And Bruce, I just love how you shared that even the same policy could be used to start out as a key man insurance policy where the death benefit would go to the business and potentially at some point then transition that, which is built into the contract and the agreement you have with the executive, but transition that death benefit to go to the employee's beneficiary or their family or whoever they've chosen as a beneficiary. And so you could essentially have the same policy, right? Right. To, to operate as a key man insurance policy at one point and then transition over as an executive bonus without new insurance writing. Yeah, absolutely. And for our listeners who are um, college football fans, uh, this is, this is, uh, has made headlines in the last few years with two, two coaches in college football, Jim Harbaugh at the University of Michigan and Dabo Sweeney uh, at Clemson University, where the uh, board of curators at the university decided to take out large deferred compensation policies on their head football coaches, uh, both as a key man and for deferred comp for the university. And of course, the universities have large endowments and they can take out large uh, premiums on this. And what happens in the world of college football is uh, they're trying to maintain these coaches because they're such income generators for them. And so they're literally putting millions of dollars into these policies. And then um, yeah, there, there's limited, there's limited um, uh, information out there on these contracts. But in the case of Dabble Sweeney, uh, they're saying that we are going to pay you a lot more money now six, seven, eight, nine million dollars a year in salary, and we are going to retain, even after you exercise this deferred comp executive bonus, a custodial executive bonus, we are going to retain a, a portion of the death benefit. So even if you die 20, 30, 40 years from now, the endowment will get paid back your actual salary amount over the life of that contract. That's why they... That is the way then they can look at it from an institutional control and pay these people a lot more money now because they're going to get paid back with a portion of the death benefit in the future. It's a brilliant way, in my opinion, to actually have a creative way, a long-term thinking of saying, hey, we can pay you more now because you're going to pay us back later. And for people and for people that have listened to our podcast before, um, I actually do this with my own family. So my, I actually send my mom and dad money every month, and I took out an insurance policy on my father, and he will pay me back and my wife back upon his death. You know, I took it out when he was 71. A lot of people can't, still can't believe you could take policies out on people that old, but you can take them out even older. And I hope, I hope he lives into 100, you know, 30 years from now, because the, the way it's designed, it's going to continue to grow. 
and then he's going to pay me back the same way these uh, deferred comps can be. They could be structured the same way um, in a corporation, just like these universities are structuring them for the university. Bruce, that's just a fabulous way of um, tying that all together and just making it really real. And also, I think it's always helpful for you as our listeners and for us to realize that people are using these strategies. It's not just something that we talk about. That's a great idea, but really it's something that people are using. And how can we use those same strategies to really be a huge benefit to us, our businesses, our companies, and our employees? So I hope that we've helped you to really think differently about how potentially this could help you retain and attract top talent in your organization. So if you are interested in talking with somebody about an executive bonus plan and how that could work and look for you, what you need to get started is just the names, the gender and date of birth of your vital executives that you wanted to reward. You would need to know the coverage amount or the premium that you have as the employee, or sorry, as the employer that you would be able to allocate towards this, and then the tax brackets of the individual executives and of your business. And that would be the the basis for a starting point on this conversation. Now, if you did want to take a look at that or any other uses of life insurance in your life as a business owner or just personally, you can book a strategy call with us at themoneyadvantage.com and we'll make sure that you have the link for that in the show notes as well. Bruce, is there anything you want to share about executive bonus as we close? No, I think I, I, I purposely tried to make sure that we didn't try to make this too complicated. You don't need to know, just like I don't know everything that there is, the, the ins and outs of this. Uh, I know the strategies, but then we have very good uh, attorneys that draw up the contracts and we have very good uh, CPAs that uh, talk about the, the, um, the tax deductions that are both going to happen now and in the future. So don't let uh, paralysis happen because you're over analyzing these things. They're not as complicated as a lot of people make it, make them out. And there's a lot of people out there, uh, attorneys and CPAs that understand these, and it can be a great benefit for not only the employee, but the employer. Absolutely. Bruce, thank you so much. Thanks for just sharing how that can benefit us today on the show. And in closing, remember, success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd, and build a life and business you love. Discover the secret of how to earn a return on the same money in two places at the same time so that you can strengthen your investment returns. We've created a free guide for you that explains the top three things every investor needs their privatized banking system to do. Go to themoneyadvantage.com slash banking, put in your name and primary email address, click the send my free guide button right now, and we'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated 
Member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated and registered investment advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.